Hey, Race to Rise fam. We're Rhonda and Renee, and we are back with a dose of R&R. It has been a minute. How you doing, girl? Yes, it has. Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Black History Month. Uh, I am still on the mend. For those who don't know, I've just had this nasty cold virus that's taken me out since mid-December. I have tried to see a doctor for several weeks because I live in the UK and anyone who is in front of the internet, TV, newspaper has seen that there's been loads of strikes impacting the NHS. So finally, I had to just see a doctor through a private app called Babylon. And I was told what I already knew is that I just sounds like I have a viral infection. They can't give me anything and it can last anywhere between eight to 12 weeks. So there you go. That has been me. I had plans to run a marathon that's been put on ice right now because yeah, I'm not even in a position to run. And anyone who knows me knows that I love to run. So yeah, I love to run. Yeah, it's been a journey, but hey, such is life. Girl, I feel you. I was ill probably the second week of December. Um was told same thing that I had a, like a, what did they tell me? I had cyanitis or something like that. Wow. And then a few days after that, my baby got sick and she had, I had to take her because it was the weekend and our local GP doesn't open on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I had to take her to a private doctor as well, pay a good sum for that. Uh, and they said she had a chest infection. Right. So she, poor thing, nose running. It was like her first proper time being sick nose running, like fever, just a little cranky, just wanted her mommy. Like it was Aww, poor thing. Winter blues. Where she's, I know. So where she's gotten so much better, I still have a lingering cough as well. And I also have asthma. So anytime I get sick, it, it sticks on me. So if you hear both of us coughing throughout this episode, um, <laughs> yeah. bear with us, um, but we're back. Happy new year, 2023. Like you said, all the good things. We hope everyone out there is doing well. You know, it's been such a tough few months and weeks for so many people, so much going on in the news, so much going on in the media that we just have to keep reminding ourselves, like, look, we're in the second month of the year. And if you've made it this far, there's so much to be grateful for. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm definitely focusing on trying to just take better care of myself. I said 2023 is the year of me, but you know, I'm really trying to reduce the type of news coverage that comes my way. Mm. I just think it's been mm -hmm. kind of feel like we're immune to trauma. Like nothing mm -hmm. seems to really surprise us anymore. And I think that's really sad when you're numb, specifically on the mm -hmm. two shootings that happened in Lunar New Year in California. Um, I think it was three actually. Okay, I was aware of two in California, but I mean, it's America. So three, four, five, six, it happens all the time. And mm -hmm. um, obviously what recently happened with Tyree Nichols, uh, just for my mental health and well-being, I refused to watch the video. I think George Floyd was enough for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I just refused to watch it. But I found it a little bit disturbing that we treated that footage, police camera, coverage like it was a new cd that was about to drop like it's just crazy that that's normal to do a countdown to see that so yeah, yeah i 
am really trying hard to just take care of my well-being simply because it is so stressful. It's so exhausting. And quite frankly, our community is impacted the most um, from stress, right? And that also has an impact on your body physically, which is why we are 30% more likely to die from heart disease. And there's yep. multiple factors that contribute to that. So that's another reason why, for those who don't know, I've given up meat since 2022, been a vegetarian, but really just trying my best on the variables that I have control over um, and diet and what I consume and read and watch are those factors that I'm actively going to manage because yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was just reading something that said, um, particularly for black women, black women are more likely to develop some form of heart disease um, than any other population. And that's huge and significant and something we need to pay attention to. Um, it says the good news is that women can reduce their heart disease risk by up to 82% the various lifestyle changes such as eating a healthy diet, maintaining a healthy weight, and quitting smoking and exercising. And I have to admit, like, actually on the diet part, I've actually been doing really, 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 really well. So years and years ago, I was a pescatarian. I was a vegetarian briefly, then a pescatarian for a number of years. And then I started eating a few <laughs> curry goat, you know, every once in a while that curry goat be like, hey girl, hey. Um, and then I love me a good burger every now and again. But I would say since I've had my daughter, I've really tried to eat a lot cleaner and better. And um, even on days when it's it's really hard, I try to go out for a walk, um, get some fresh air. So we say all that to say, like, we've entitled this episode Matters of the Heart, and that can kind of account for so many different things. But if we're literally talking about the heart and heart disease and, you know, what stress does to the body and to the mind and to the spirit and to the soul, there's so much... Uh, that we need to be cognizant of and mindful of given the facts, given what we know, given the percentages, given what we've seen. And as a matter of fact, as you were saying that you needed to, you, you've been eating more healthy and things, I like it like initially just immediately reached for my water bottle. Cause I'm like, how much water did I drink today? I'm not drinking mm -hmm. enough water. There was a time when I would drink like 2.5 liters of water a day. And now if I get half a liter in, that's a, you know, big. So I think we all need to, as hard as life can be, really carve out the time to take care of ourselves because you know even if I think about my side of the family like both my grandmothers passed away from heart attacks so it's it's something I need to really 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 be cognizant of yeah no same I mean my grandfather on my mom's side he passed away when he was 57 so he didn't really get to enjoy retirement um, but my dad's dad is 99 and my mom's mom is 94 but I do think it's a combination of diet, lifestyle, you know, and I know that working in banking in the city, looking at what's going on with jobs, um, that's very stressful, right? Like these are tangible things where 200,000 jobs were lost in technology, you know, top firms such as Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley have been doing cuts. Other firms are watching their costs. So, you know, all these things have an impact. Like I was freaking out about the mortgages um, and how that would impact my property. So, you know, I locked in late last year just so I could have the comfort of knowing, okay, I for the next five years, I know what my costs are. So there's so yeah. many things happening, whether it is like 
the wider economy, um, job wise, being a minority, being a parent, and just your anxiety is at an all time high when you think about well, what type of life is my kid going to face um, when you see what's happening. I mean, one of my friends was going through it and she was like, I just feel like the bur the world is just burning around me. So, you know, it's not even like you can isolate it to a specific country. Like it is a global feeling where everyone's like, where is the rainbow at the end of the tunnel? Right. Like it's hard for people mm -hmm. to do that at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, girl. And I, I get that. I, I do. I too feel some most days like the world is burning around me. I'm like, what is happening? What's going on? Like, and there's so many things that we can't control as well. And I think if we think about women of color and black women, like, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes, this idea of carrying the weight of our the world on our shoulders. So like constantly being there for our kids, constantly being there for our partners, our spouse, our colleagues, our bosses, like, you know, you mentioned some of the cuts, there's cuts going on at my job as well, significant cuts and impacting my team. And I'm on maternity leave still. And I'm just sitting here every day, scratching my head. Like, when am I going to get that call? When am I going to get that call? And how do I put myself in a situation where I am responsible mm. or, or in preparing for what if that does happen? How do I take care of my daughter? So yeah, it's, it's a lot. And those things will keep you up at night. And and actually, from what I'm reading, one of the greatest risks, uh, one of the greatest ways to reduce risk of heart disease is to get more sleep. And I'm like, okay, well, when you're a mom to a young child, yeah, that's my baby's super small still. You know what I mean? And you're worried about, can I lose my job in a country where I have no support, no family? Um, I'm not from here. It will keep you up at night. It will keep yeah. you up at night. So it's so important to build in things. Um that really give you a level of joy and peace. And also to your point with so much that's going on, just coming across what's in the news. So I saw, you know, the recent video. Um, and I know that's something that we've also always um, been different on. I saw a glimpse of it and I was like, okay, no, this is too much. Um, those things like send, send shocks, shock waves through your body because you, you think that could be my friend, that could be my partner, that could be my brother, that could be my cousin. Like, there's so much is going on that there's this like attack on your body that all starts kind of mentally and emotionally. And if you're not properly in tune with it, and we know like the black population is so far less likely to go to see a doctor when they feel something is wrong. You know how it is in the Caribbean, like drink some tea. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think it's a combination of trust in the system. So I read this book mm -hmm. called Black Fatigue by Mary Frances Winter, right? And it talks about how mm -hmm. racism erodes the mind, body, and spirit. And I mean, I think one of the takeaways for me reading that book was how, you know, the author wrote, and she's in the DNI space, she's been in it for mm -hmm. decades, but how she wrote how then is still now. And mm -hmm. I listened to D.L. Hughley, uh, who's a comedian. He was in King of Comedy. And he did an interview and he's turning 59 and he was like, I have been seeing police brutality for the past 57 years. And that's like crazy, right? So, wow. you know, we have all these movements, we have these hashtags, we have these books, we have these leaders, we do these speeches. I'm not trying to sound like a cynic, but mm -hmm. at the same mm -hmm. time, I'm kind of like, wow, then is still now. Like... I haven't really seen anything change. And so 
sometimes I find comfort in reading because I think, oh, is it an isolated situation? Am I seeing things? But actually I'm like, no, I'm not alone. These are thoughts that I'm going through that others have experienced. And it's exhausting because I sometimes feel like you are talking for the sake of talking. I wonder if people are actually listening to the words or they just mm -hmm. hear it. And there's a difference between hearing and listening, right? Like listening is oh, of engagement. Hearing is just what it is. Like I hear when I watch a TV show in background, like it's there, but not necessarily like I'm fully engaged. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, um, it's a lot. And yeah, I just feel for me, as much as we say black girl magic and we look like we're 10 years younger, internally we're like 10 years older, right? So yeah, I'm really trying to eat healthy. I'm not doing that well with sleep. That's just a fact uh, because I work hours Same. and Chloe just sleeps when she feels like sleeping. I try to drink alcohol in moderation. Back in the day, I used to be like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I should have a glass of wine. I'm doing less of that and managing stress without a shadow of a doubt. I'm just so grateful for having my therapist on speed dial and being so open with some of my friends who are now, mm -hmm. some of them are very successful. And even some of them are like, you know what? Like I'm noticing that this person's using a therapist. Like I think I'm gonna start getting a therapist even if it's not your therapist. Because mm -hmm. I realized like regardless of how successful people are like, there is benefit in having an outlet, someone who's independent of your friends and family and colleagues that can help you understand what your trigger points are and help you come up with coping mechanisms because life is lifing, full stop. Girl, life is life. <laughs> I love that. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, It's so important. It's very, what I've realized in the past several months over a year is it's very easy to fall into a daily kind of cyclone of despair almost if you let it happen and the stress kind of compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds and it's so important like you said I my therapist I don't know where I'd be without her she has she's I mean obviously massively consummate like she's just an amazing professional and I've been seeing her for a number of years but all the ups and downs I've had particularly since being a mom she has been just so incredible at just listening keeping me balanced keeping me centered um and like I said I've just been trying to find ways whether so I started I wish I had it with me I think it's in my living room I bought oh, actually my friend Steph bought me the five minute journal oh that's awesome and I'm uh, yeah, it's it's been so good because what I do is, you know, get up first thing in the morning, whether, you know, it's right after Haven gets up and she's having a little bit of playtime right before she goes to take her first nap um, or she's just nursing on me and I just grab a pen and I write and it, it forces you to say today I'm grateful for X. So you have to list three things. Then another thing is it would be a good day if and then you have to list three things. But what that makes you do is realize you actually don't have much control. 100%. So you have to list things that you actually have control over. So an example of that is today would be a great day if I got to bed before 11 p.m. Because then it makes you think through your day and say, well, how am I going to actually achieve that so that I'm getting more sleep? Then you write two affirmations. Um, 
And then at night, before you go to bed, you write, today was a great day because, and you write, I'm grateful for again. And that has really, I'm not great at doing it every single day, but yeah. I'm trying to build that. You know, this takes 21 days to build a habit. I'm trying to build the habit of doing that. So even when days feel very dark and very long and very lonely and very busy and very stressful, I can always go back to it and say, there's so much to be grateful for still. No, 100%. Yeah, I've been really trying to work on mindset. Like I caught up with mm. someone who I used to manage and really proud of him. He's young. He just bought a flat and he invited me to his flat and ate lunch for me. And he was like, I just noticed a shift in your attitude. And I was like, look, like I'm really trying to control my mindset. And I think in life, life is going to life, but it's how you come across it, right? Um, and there's been a very few challenging months on multiple levels. I still won't talk about it yet, but I will share it in due time. But there's a lot that I've been dealing with and internalizing and I'm just like, you know what? I need to focus on what I can control. And it's really hard when you have a personality type that always likes to be in control and sometimes, mm -hmm. regardless of what steps you take, there are just variables that you're never going to have control over. And there's just a situation I'm going through right now where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. But at this stage, I have to let go and let God, um, because I know I've done everything in my power to do the best that I can. And if it doesn't happen, it's a really hard pill to swallow, but it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it's been like a multi-year journey. On that front, but anyways, just hanging out with that individual, I just am saying that like in life, you really, really have to make a conscious effort on focusing on that. And then also for me trying to read, right? Because having a young kid, like long of the day of having impromptu brunches, going out. So I try mm -hmm. to find the joy in things that I can do on my way to work or be on a pathetic when I get a coffee. So for me, it's reading and I'm on my third book. So I'm trying to get back to where I was frequently, where I read two to three books a month. So I've read one book called Mediocre, The Dangerous Legacy of White Male Power. Now I read this book because there's a journalist in Financial Times named Simon Cooper. He's white mm -hmm. South African. His wife is from Miami, but they live in Paris, France. And he recommended Okay, that's, that's a mix. Yeah, I really love his thought pieces. And he recommended this book, well-written. Then um, one of my mentors recommended this book called Black Fatigue, which was timely because when I read that, that was when the Tyree Nichols situation came. And I was like, yeah, mm. I'm exhausted. And now the one that I'm reading is called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nedra Glover Tawab. Now, she's a therapist. Um, and one of the things she said why some people aren't happy is because mm -hmm. they don't establish healthy boundaries. And you have to take a self-assessment. And you're either porous, meaning anyone can go through because you don't have any boundaries, or you're rigid and like you just stick to the script. But healthy is like a mm -hmm. happy. So I'll be honest, I'm porous. Mm -hmm. I tend to over-accommodate. I try to be superwoman. And mm -hmm. the only person I'm hurting is myself. So it's a journey. It makes me laugh because there's a colleague of mine who's like, you don't need to read a book. You can just say no. 
But for me, saying no is like a bad word. <laughs> yeah, 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 same. A and a lot of Black women are conditioned <laughs> to feel that way. Absolutely. We feel guilty when we say no. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I am going to read a lighter book after this. Um, but I, I've just been getting back into it. And it's bringing me joy because it's always nice. I feel like my by me reading, it's like I'm having a conversation um, since I miss out mm. on the brunches and going out with people, right? It just seems to be quite like Groundhog's Day. Wake up, try to get Chloe ready, go to work, come home, eat, do it all over again. So it's nice to kind of break up that routine by reading again and just having other insight, you know? Absolutely. I'm reading now. And I had taken a complete pause from reading for a while. But right now I'm reading a book. Um that my friend Tamika recommended called Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. So yes. hopefully I'll be on top of it by by the next time. And also just trying to catch up like when 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 baby girl is sleeping, trying to catch up on, you know, any shows that I want to watch watch. Like some people like I'm into my real housewives and they're like, oh that's so silly. Like why are you watching that? Blah blah blah. And like sometimes I just want to relax. Of like I don't need to watch a documentary I don't want to learn something right now and that's okay like if yeah. it just gives me some pause while she's like laying on my chest taking a nap that's fine too because yeah, it's totally. also so so much pressure as a new mom doing it on your own and then you're like oh my gosh did I sterilize the bottles did I you know change the sheets in her cot did I sanitize this thing you know did I finish washing all the blankets and it's tough and so sometimes I'm just like I don't want to do anything. I just want to be. I just want to be and I want to exist. And that's got to be okay too. So yeah, I think as we go into February, we'll have more episodes that, you know, cover things related to what's going on. But we really wanted to cover, you know, this aspect of like, what are we doing to look after ourselves, to take care of ourselves? And it's a common theme for everything that we do in Race to Rise, like self-care, um, helping other women, embracing change, embracing adversity, how we've overcome certain challenges. But we wanted to really set the framework around how stress continues to really run rampant in the Black community, and particularly for Black women. So, you know, here we are sharing some of the things that we're doing to really combat sediment. It's not easy, but we're trying. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. And especially, again, in the job environment, like I read, you know, specifically the UK, right? The UK is one of the few developed countries that is projected to actually shrink, right? Mm -hmm. Cost of living crisis, bro. We're both in banking. Again, banking and tech have been hit hard. And, and one thing that I read in the UK was that about one third of adults have less than a thousand pounds in savings, right? So Again, like this is real stress. And when you think about how it is and what your yeah. rights are to um, severance, it's much different if you've been in the company for a number of years versus a short window. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the mm -hmm. article I read was very timely um, just because it was just had different people who are very accomplished, but they have been made redundant. And it's like, these mm -hmm. are facts. It's nothing personal. It's just business. But these are the things you should be aware of. Etc. Um, so that you can move on. And I just think it's so different from what would have been written literally 18 months ago when everybody was mm -hmm. by investing in cryptocurrencies, investing in tech mm -hmm. stocks, to now where everyone's just like, okay, what do I do with my money other than putting it under a mattress, right? So 
yeah, it's a very tough time. I think it's real. I think everyone should give grace. You know, I am really, really trying to be consistent um, when it comes to my diet and my activity, especially just the facts um, and the things that we've said. And I mean, if we look at our career, right, it's, it's literally been something, you know, ever since I've been in London in banking in 2008, I don't really remember a steady year like it's financial crisis it's european sovereign crisis it was brexit it was trump election pandemic and now cost of living crisis so you know in 15 years i don't recall it being like a a smooth year so again i feel like our generation millennials it's been a lot and what oh we haven't gotten a break we don't we don't know what that smooth life was you know, yeah. before 2007. Yeah. Exactly. So I think what's been tried and tested, um, so no, I don't know what the equation is anymore. And I think that's why a lot of people are coming up with quietly quitting or quiet thriving or, you know, just mm-hmm. coming up with a different side hustle. But I think at the end of the day, people are doing the best that they can to take care of themselves, right? Because one thing is for sure is we genuinely just don't have control outside of how we choose to respond to the things that we're facing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I'm glad you you actually inspired me in this recording um, because I'm thinking more like, okay, mindset. Mindset is a huge one. Like how do you really adjust it and thrive within the parameters of of where things are for you, right? So I have a friend, my friend um, Kobe's always like, I'm going to bloom where I'm planted. I'm going to bloom where I'm planted. So no matter what life throws at me, I'm like, bring it on, bring it on, well, yeah. bring it on. There's a book that I yeah. found and I bought, of course, um, by Jay Shetty called Think Like a Monk. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's in queue uh, after I read Prince Harry's book. Don't judge me, guys, but I'm definitely going to uh... Prince Harry's <laughs> book spare. I feel like the tea's already been spilled out, compliments of his roadshow and Daily Mail, but um mm-hmm. You know, I think that's another testimony, regardless of, you know, how perfect someone's life is. Clearly, mm-hmm. uh, he had his own matters and, you know, he's trying mm-hmm. to deal with it in his own way. And his way is telling and living his truth. Right. But more to come after I unpack that. Uh, that's definitely. Yeah, I think we need to do an episode on that, actually. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I haven't read it. Yeah. But I mean, in the spirit of Black history, I mean, I do hope that there's some time to celebrate it. Next week, Sunday is the big mm-hmm. Super Bowl, right? This is the first time oh gosh, yes. in football history where two Black quarterbacks will be facing each other. So Patrick Mahonez from Kansas City Chiefs and Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. from Philadelphia Eagles. I can't believe it, but there you go. It's the 57th. Super Bowl and that is the Girl, I don't I don't watch no football, but let me tell you, Jalen Hurts is fine. So I will be tuning in, child. I am gonna try okay. and tune in for Rihanna. Um because Rihanna's doing mm. halftime. Um mm-hmm. epic. That's bound that's bound to be epic. It's bound to be epic. And then one more shout out because I have to. Um so my line sister, her husband made history by becoming the first African American to be the manager for Tennessee Titans, Rand Carthen. So Ooh, congratulations. Okay. And my we love to see Evan, it. 
she's been a rock star. She's a mom of four and supported him through his dreams. She supported me during the pandemic. Every now and then she was like, baby girl, as long as your daughter is fed, that's all that matters. So yeah, I'm just mm. happy to have been blessed to have seen them through the years and to see him fulfill his dream and to make history. So shout out to them in this Black history. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, I love it, girl. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm glad that we're back at it. I hope you start to feel so much better. We've managed to make it through this episode with minimal coughing. So yay. Um, and I think, you know, more to come, more to come this year. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. So I hope everyone just takes care of themselves and remember, follow the matters of your heart or remember your heart matters and remember that everyone's race is different but we want you to stay the course keep running your race and you will rise to the top till next time take care y'all bye